Hey, what's up, everybody? For your fix of fitness, health, life, and laughs, you know where it's at. That's right, it's at the podcast with your host, yours truly, Adam Pullman. Hello and welcome to yet another episode of uh, the podcast. This is the show where all of your health, fitness, and nutrition questions are answered. Uh, this is how it works if it's your first time. Also, if it's your first time, thanks for thanks for being here. Uh, listeners just like you send in questions on my Instagram story. So you can find me on Instagram. My handle is Adam underscore Pullman Fit. If you go to my story on Sundays, you'll see a question box there that says, Ask Me a Question. That is the place where you can submit as many health, fitness, and nutrition questions as you would like, uh, and I'll answer them here on the show for you. So that's how this works. Today, we're going to be going through a few questions. One of those questions is about getting a training program from a trainer rather than doing it on your own. Should you do it on your own sometimes? Should you get it from a trainer? What should you do there, and how can you navigate that? We're also going to be uh, discussing in this episode why it may take longer uh, to lose weight lifting rather than doing cardio. So make sure you tune into this episode for more on uh, those topics. And if you want more uh, free information on anything health and fitness related outside of these podcast episodes, you can download free guides, read free articles that we have at the Pullman Fitness website. That's all available completely free at PullmanFitness.com slash free. That's P-O-E-H-L. M-A-N-N-Fitness.com slash free. And then if you enjoy this episode, spread the love, share it with your friends and family. Let everyone know where they can go to get all of their health, fitness, and nutrition questions answered. All right, first question today, guys, is from Chaco Pumpkin. And the question is, do you recommend to get a plan from a proper trainer rather than doing it on your own? Uh, this is this is a good question. Obviously, I cherry picked it because I'm a trainer and I'm going to shameless plug myself all the way up and down this freaking podcast episode. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, I'll keep myself out of it as much as I possibly can. Okay. Um, here, here's the thing. Regardless, um, w- whether it's fitness related or not, I think it is, it's always wise to seek the counsel of, of someone that knows more than you. Okay. Um, so whether it's, you know, fitness, whether it is maybe exploring a martial art, uh, exploring computer technology, exploring medical research, whatever the topic may be, playing the piano, it's always wise to learn from someone who has more experience uh, and knows more on the topic than you do because they're going to be able to teach you and likely save you a lot of headache trying to figure it out on your own, trying to spend all this time researching things, narrowing it down to see what works and what doesn't, narrowing it down to see what's true and what's not. Um, having a professional take care of everything for you when you're venturing out into a new field can kind of get rid of all of that headache. Now, specifically when it comes to fitness, I, I definitely recommend getting something from uh, a, a trainer rather than doing it on your own for the same exact reasons. I mean, doing things on your own when you don't know much about exercise programming, you know, it seems like, you know, let's just take, like I said, programming, for example, it seems like it might be okay to walk into the gym and do this exercise and then pick another one because you feel like doing it. And, oh, this one works my back. And that, and that's okay. That's exa- That's perfectly fine. But there's a lot more that goes into the order, uh, the structure, 
the intention of the exercises, the rest periods involved, why you have one exercise before another one, why you're starting with one exercise and ending with another one. There's a lot goes that goes into a proper training program. And those, you know, those results that, that come from the, the proper structure, those aren't going to be like overnight results that you notice right away. Uh, but they're going to be results that you see long term that are kind of, uh, that they go unnoticed just because, you know, it's not blatantly obvious, like, oh, wow, this trainer has me running for 30 minutes versus this trainer has me sitting for 30 minutes. You know what I'm saying? Um, there's a lot that goes into that. So I always think it's wise to have someone structure that for uh, you. Now, in this specific question, the individual said from a proper trainer. Now, that's where things get kind of challenging and difficult because there are so many different people in the health and fitness space that are giving out information. It's really hard to figure out who to trust and who not to trust. Um, and so I have a little bit of advice on how to try to f navigate and figure out, you know, what trainer is is good, what trainers are bad, and which one might be best uh, for you. Okay, so I have created a little uh, list to help you navigate this. Now, one thing that you have to keep in mind is that there are always, always uh, exceptions to the rule, okay? Uh, just because one of these things I might say applies to a quote unquote bad trainer does not mean that if this person does it one time that they are bad. Um, they're just things to look out for, red flags, red flags to look out for as you try to figure out, you know, what coach or individual might be best for you to not only get advice from, but to, you know, get a service from as you pay them, as you invest your money into your health. All right. So uh, bad trainers, what I have noticed in the industry is, is that they, um, they take pride in kicking your ass. That, that's usually not a great trainer, okay? Uh, a bad trainer usually speaks in absolutes. They are, they are zealots uh, with the thing that they believe in. Now, if there's one thing that an experienced trainer understands, it's that the answer to almost every single health and fitness question is it depends because there is so much context and background that is involved to give a person the exact right answer that it's nearly impossible to do every single time. You know, for example, someone says, how many calories do I need to eat to be in a calorie deficit? And it freaking depends. How much are you exercising? You know, uh, what's your metabolism like? How are your stress levels? You know, what's, are you losing weight right now as it is? It, it, there, there are so many different factors that come into play with one simple question that we almost always have to say, it depends, but generally this, this, and this can apply. Okay. So, a good trainer, or sorry, a bad trainer will always speak in absolutes. For example, well, you have to be eating 1,200 calories to be in a calorie deficit. You know, no one will ever say that. Uh, but that's just an, an extreme example to help you understand my point. Um, bad trainers also, uh, they want to feel right all the time. Usually this, is, this, this comes with young trainers. I was the same exact way. Gosh, I feel so bad for some of the people that I led the wrong way because I was too proud to admit that I did not know. So I just kind of made something up when I was 19, 20 years old, first starting out. That's, that's, that's what I did. So, um, you just want to look out for that. If they say, I don't know, but I'll find out for you. That's a sign of a, of a wise trainer that is looking out for your best interest rather than looking out for their ego because they're concerned about whether or not they're right. And, whether or not you perceive them to be right and trustworthy and wise. Do you know what I'm saying? So that's something that you definitely want to look out for. Uh, bad trainers won't really spend time digging deeper. Um, they'll just try to sound right all the time, even if it, you know, 
even if they're at risk of compromising their their uh, their trust. Uh, this is this kind of ties in with the last one here. I people are going to get really upset with this, and people have already been really upset with this as I've spoken out about it um, on social media. But uh, in my opinion, again, this is my own opinion. Bad trainers will worship scientific studies over anything else. Now, I know that there are many of you listening right now thinking this freaking moron thinks that science doesn't science doesn't matter. It's not what I'm saying. Just try to hear me out here. Science is absolutely needed to get a better understanding of the world that we live in. Okay, we get to test things. We get to test theories, test hypotheses, um, try to control as much as possible to figure out, you know, what's going on to try to dig deeper and, un- and further understand. Um, but we also have to understand that scientific studies are performed by imperfect human beings. In addition to that, health and fitness studies are done in settings that never, almost never mimic real life. And so, so bad trainers will worship a study versus taking into account years and years and years of anecdotal evidence um, and experience. I personally, as a coach, I will trust hundreds of years of anecdote over one single study that's the most well-respected study. If you look at health and fitness, I had this conversation with someone the other day. They were talking, they were trying to debate me on uh, on when I, when I said that long-term lifting weights is actually more beneficial for your metabolism because it speeds it up over time. Okay. Now this individual was arguing and debating because they, they pulled this study out that said that, well, actually the metabolism is increased after doing cardiovascular activity versus weightlifting, which is 100% true. Uh, immediately after you exercise, your metabolism is going to be slightly spiked uh, more so after an, for example, a hit session, high intensity interval training session over a weightlifting session. Okay. Uh, and the, the blood samples that they took to, uh, take a look at their metabolism, uh, was, I mean, within fifth was, I think it was in 30 minutes, uh, after exercise. And that's how they, they use those things. We all know that with cardiovascular activity, especially intense cardiovascular activity, we increase we not only do we burn a lot of calories during the exercise, but we also tend to burn even more calories after the exercise. So in that context, this individual was absolutely correct. But what I'm talking about is years and years and years of doing chronic cardio, chronic cardio, chronic cardio versus lifting weights. Okay. Lifting weights has the effect um, of speeding up the metabolism far more than cardio does in the long term. So that was another example, or that was an example of what I'm talking about here is that we have to, we have to take scientific studies for, for what they are at face value, you know? Um, and, and, and that's why I kind of have a little bit of a beef with the worship of science nowadays. It's just because if someone, you know, tends to, let's say, for example, someone tends to metabolize, uh, 20 grams of protein post-workout when they do a single set of leg extensions does not mean that someone is going to metabolize 20 grams of protein after they do a full body workout. Do you understand what I'm saying? So we have to take it for what it is and we can't just say that applies to everything at all times. Anyway, I'm kind of going into a tangent just because I get really fired up about this stuff, but 
a, a an experienced trainer, a good trainer will will take into account the experience that he has had, he or she has had with other clients that they have trained, um, and they won't throw science in your face because they understand that with um, experience brings wisdom and that they don't know everything and science doesn't know everything either. As hard as that might be to hear, science doesn't know everything, okay? Um, so I would keep an eye out for that. You see a lot of it on like Instagram, TikTok. Oh, well, this is, if you say this, bring up this study. Show me where it says in a study. Show me where it says in a study. Um, and all people want to do is just use studies to virtue signal themselves and say, I'm virtuous because I am right and you are wrong. Therefore, I'm better and you're not, okay? <sighs> I could go on all day about this. Bouncing off of that, also just take a look at how the individual communicates. The way that they're communicating are they communicating in a simple manner that allows you to understand the information that you that is being presented to better help you in your health and fitness journey? Or does it seem like they are speaking in a way that is intended to impress their peers, to sound smart and intelligent, and sometimes use that intelligence to, or that, you know, that mask of intelligence to either put themselves up on a pedestal and or put other people down? That's something that you want to look out for. Really, really good trainers will give you very simple, tangible advice that applies to your life and the actions that you can change to make um, your your daily life healthier, okay? Uh, good trainers are basically, you know, the flip side of that. Uh, good trainers are going to say it depends, uh, and they're going to dig deeper because of that. They'll say, well, you know, it kind of depends on this, this, and this. And they'll ask more questions. Tell me more about this. Tell me more about this. Tell me more about that. Oh, okay. Well, because of this, you know, this is how it's going to apply for you. Good trainers will say, I have no idea, but I'll find out for you. Good trainers will will also refer out if they don't know. Hey, you know, I know your foot's bothering you. It seems to me like it's some sort of ligament in there and I'm not an expert with that. I'm going to recommend you to so-and-so so we can try to get the best care for you. Good trainers will do that. Bad trainers will do, you know, just they'll put a tennis ball under there and say, foam roll it out, even if they don't know what they're talking about, okay? Um, good trainers will rarely speak in absolutes. Uh, and uh, those are those are some of the traits that I would look, look out for in good and bad trainers. Now, you have to remember that these are just examples. Um, just because, let's say, a trainer says that they bring up this study, that doesn't mean they're a freaking bad trainer. Uh, and it takes time of following these people, understanding what these people are trying to communicate to figure out whether you can trust them or not. One thing I would also look out for, and I, I hate to do this, I really hate to do this, but um, look for experience when you're when you're looking for a trainer. Does that mean that they're better than someone who's just starting out? No, but it's a pretty good, it's a pretty good, uh, what do you call it? I don't know. I don't know what the word is that I'm looking for, but it's a pretty good sign that they uh, they are a good trainer if they have years and years and years of experience because they have years and years of working with people versus they have four years of doing research in college and doing reports on studies versus how to communicate with a single mom that has two jobs and three kids on how to just get a serving of greens in every day. So that's something that you want to look out for as well. But I also don't want to tell you to just ignore every trainer that's just starting out because they deserve a chance as well. And if you trust them and you feel like you can work with them well, then, you know, freaking go for it. So anyway, 
kind of went off on a little bit of a tangent there. I apologize, but that's what I would do uh, when looking for a trainer. Yes, I highly recommend looking for a trainer when trying to create a program, especially if you don't know what you're talking about and are sorry if you don't know what you're doing. Uh, but I would also make sure that not only the trainer or the the quote unquote expert in their field does it for you, but I would also ask them, hey, can you please teach me why you're doing this? Always ask them why. Well, why, why do you have squats before you have lunges? Can you explain to me why we're doing six reps? I always thought 15 was better. Can you explain to me why we're doing 10 seconds rest in between circuits? Well, I thought two minutes rest was better. Always ask why. That way you can get a better understanding because this is an investment you're making. You are paying for a service, yes, but you're, you are paying for a product if it's a workout program, but ultimately you're paying for their knowledge and expertise to help you figure out how to take this stuff and apply it for the rest of your life. And if they are a good trainer and they really want what's best for you, they're going to try to get you the freaking heck out of their service as fast as possible, okay, in a professional and loving way, all right? My goal, if I keep having people come back to me because they're not getting results because they feel like they're not learning anything, I haven't done my job. I don't want my in, the individual to feel like they have to use me because they haven't learned anything. I don't want that. I want the individual to feel like they want to use me as a coach because they enjoy me doing things for them. They enjoy me communicating with them on a regular basis. They enjoy the accountability. They trust me. They know that I will be able to teach them new things that are that I'm even learning um, as time passes. You know, that's why I want someone to continue working with me. So ultimately, I just want people to learn. Uh, and other trainers should as well, especially if they're in this uh, line of work. And this, all of this goes to remind me of a post that I saw in a Facebook group that I'm a part of. And it was, um, you know, if you don't invest in your wellness now, you're going to have to invest even more time and money into your illness later. Now, that's drastic and extreme, but it's, that doesn't mean it's not true. All right. Uh, sorry. Next question. I feel like I went on for, wow. Yeah, I did 17 minutes on that. Next question is from crap. I lost it is from the same individual. Uh, and the question is, does it take longer to lose weight by lifting than by cardio? Uh, yeah, usually it does because like we just talked about cardio burns more calories per session and weight loss, fat loss is about calories in versus calories out. If you have more calories going out than you have coming in, you are asking your body to use stored energy um, and it's going to lose weight, all right? Uh, so if that cardio, since it burns so many calories, you can do that manual cardio um, and burn all of those calories to help you easier get into, a, sorry, get into a calorie deficit easier. So in the short term, yes, but this is why I always preach you know, long-term and weightlifting because we can only keep up manual exercise for so freaking long. I'm going to eventually get sick of having to do an hour of cardio every day just to maintain my weight and two hours of cardio just to lose more weight. The more that you do that, the harder it's going to be to lose weight. The more you strength train, the easier it's going to be to lose weight because you're going to tell your body to automatically burn more calories. Okay, Weightlifting burns less calories per session, but over a long time, tells your body to burn more calories throughout the day just at rest. So yes, it does take a longer time, but it is well worth it because it is so much easier to maintain. Guys, with that, I am out. If you have questions like this that you want to send in, go ahead and find me on Instagram. My handle is Adam underscore Pullman Fit. You can find me there. Uh, and that is where you can ask 
questions about health, fitness, nutrition, as many as you want on my story every single Sunday. If you enjoyed this episode, spread the love, share it with your friends and family. Let them know that this is where they can go to get all of their health, fitness, and nutrition questions answered. And if you want more free content, go ahead and go to PullmanFitness.com slash free. Download all of our free guides there. That's P-O-E-H-L-M-A-N-N fitness.com slash free. Oh my goodness, I cannot believe it is over already. Hey, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Hey, listen in. If you have a health and fitness goal that you are trying to reach, I don't know what else to say other than to say it must be a match made in heaven. If you didn't know already, Pullman Fitness exists to transform the body, mind, and spirit through personal coaching and sustainable fitness plans for any stage of life. So if you want to reach your goals, build sustainability, and enjoy life all at the same time, you guys got to check out Premier Coaching at Pullman Fitness. From custom tailored programming to 24-7 access to your personal coach, you'll have everything that you need to succeed. You guys can find out a lot more about Premier Coaching as well as our membership program at PullmanFitness.com. Hey, if you enjoyed the show, share the love by leaving a five-star review and introducing the podcast to your friends and family. As always, thank you so much for listening, and until next time, this is the podcast.